On today's show, we take a look at tonight's preseason matchup between the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues, and we'll also talk about one of the many burning questions surrounding this Stars team going into this 2022-2023 season. We'll be talking about Tyler Sagan and how likely it is for him to have a bounce-back year after his stats have been quite lacking over the past couple of seasons. It's all coming up on this Monday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Monday, September 26th, the first time a Dallas Stars team will be lacing up the skates since the end of the 2022 Stanley Cup playoff run for the Stars that, of course, ended in Calgary Game 7. It's the preseason, but we are one step closer to regular season NHL hockey back here in Texas. It's an incredibly exciting time. The Stars are back from Cedar Park, done with training camp, quote-unquote, although they will continue to practice uh, and prepare for the upcoming season, but it will likely be here in Frisco for the most part at their home normal practice facility. But whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring Locked On Stars listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode and for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. If you are new here, please do hit that subscribe button on YouTube as we continue the journey to 1,000 subscribers before the end of 2022. If you're listening on a podcasting platform, you can follow us on there as well. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, you can leave us a five-star rating or review if you like the show, helps spread the show and helps it reach new audiences. And you can also follow us on social media. Just search Locked on Stars on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis, where I tweet all things Dallas Stars. Uh, NFL, college football, NBA. I like all the sports. Don't really discriminate uh, amongst the big professional sports. So not always going to be Stars Talk. You'll get a little bit of everything sprinkled in there. But without any more hesitation, let's get into today's episode. And before we talk about Tyler Sagan a little bit later on, we do need to address tonight being the first preseason game for the Dallas Stars playing at home against their rivals, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, their first game after coming back from a three-day training camp in Cedar Park, Texas, in Austin. Um, pretty much everything I've seen from fans, from media members that were there, from articles written, it seems like it was overall a very successful weekend, both in terms of on ice and also it seems like there was a good amount of Stars fans there who got to watch these practices, watch the scrimmage, get to meet players, get autographs, fist bumps, all that good stuff. Really, really exciting. And of course, uh, you even hear reports from the coaching staff and players Pete DeBoer especially seems very pleased with what went on in Cedar Park and, you know, is also saying that there is still work to be done, which is, you know, what you're going to hear from probably every single training camp that happened. But it seems like even from other people that were there, we talked to Sam Nessler on Friday, beat writer for the Stars, Saad Youssef is there, Matt DeFranks is there, Mike Heike, and everything we've seen really points to, you know, the fact that 
camp did seem to go really well, that it was obviously run differently with a new head coach and a new, for the most part, coaching staff out of a few members, uh, and of course, plenty of new players as well. But it seems like it went about as well as it could, and the Stars are off on the right foot as far as getting things going for this long season. And you can really only run so many drills and scrimmages, but tonight is finally going to be the Stars' first taste of real competition here in the fall of 2022. Even if it is preseason, nothing on the line as far as standings or really any sort of long-term success things of that nature, but it's still going to be great, especially for the young players to get that experience against an actual opponent, guys that have not been practicing with you, guys that you don't necessarily have chemistry with, and guys that, you know, just like many of the young players on the Stars roster are also fighting for spots in the lineup and fighting a lot of them for their careers, fighting for a paycheck, whether they will be with their NHL club or the AHL club of their respective organization. So there's a good chance that, you know, there will still be some good competitiveness in this game. I imagine many of you, many Stars fans out there, will be attending this game as it's preseason, so tickets aren't going to be too expensive. Probably also won't be as crowded as a traditional home game. But I think with that being said, that there's a chance that we could see some things look sloppy, and things are certainly not going to look perfect tonight. And I think that that's okay. And we just have to remind ourselves that this is a new coaching staff, a ton of of young players will probably be getting some playing time uh, as well as a good mix of some of the veterans but you know things are going to be imperfect from time to time and that I think the more imperfect things we see in the preseason probably the better uh, better to work out the kinks now with this team rather than you know get off to a slow start to begin the season uh, and you know finding yourself in a situation similar to last year where the stars really got off to a rough start throughout the month of October and through the early stretch of November. Really don't want to see that because it made things really difficult for the Stars to catch back up as far as the standings for the playoff race. And then they were really in that battle all season long. And while it was good that the Stars got that experience and they ended up winning that battle and securing a playoff spot, that's not always a position that many teams want to find themselves in. You want to get off to a strong start, establish yourself early, and be able to hold on to a playoff spot for the majority of the season. That is going to be best-case scenario, and the way that teams do that is by taking chances and trying things out in the preseason, making mistakes, uh, and I think we should be excited to see these young guys perform, but also know that we don't need to overreact to any sort of preseason action. A lot of guys will be playing, you know, not even on the NHL roster. Some of these guys will go back to their junior clubs. Some guys will be in Cedar Park with the AHL squad for the majority of the season. So we're going to see some things that we're never going to see again in the regular season. So don't necessarily go into this game if you're watching in person or if there's any sort of streaming. I couldn't really find too much as far as streaming on this game. I don't think it's going to be on the radio or TV, but don't go into it looking for reasons to be critical of the team for really no reason. I mean, obviously there might be some things that are, could go wrong that maybe you can point out, but it's the first preseason game. The Blues are also going to make a plethora of mistakes with a lot of young guys on their roster. Uh, and of course, you know, it's a new season, so they're kind of looking for a fresh start as well. But as far as some players to be on the lookout for, some guys that we've talked about at length at different times on this podcast over the past week or so, Matej Blumel. We now know it's not Matej, even though there is a J, the guy that we've been talking about a lot lately. The uh, trade piece, or I believe he was actually picked up in free agency. The Oilers chose not to sign him to any sort of new contract, but he was a fourth-round pick, I believe, in the 2019 NHL draft. 
has recently become a member of the Stars organization, went and played in Traverse City with the prospects there, played incredibly well, recorded a hat trick actually against the St. Louis Blues, and also showed out and had an excellent three-day stretch at camp in Cedar Park. So be on the lookout for Matei Blumel. He's a, an exciting player, an electrifying player that it seems like the Stars maybe have gotten for not a ton of cost, a guy that's not going to be too expensive, whether he does play uh, at a minor league level or if he does end up cracking the opening night roster or the NHL roster at some point this season. Be on the lookout for him. I think he's going to be an incredibly fun player to watch this preseason, if not longer, into the duration of this season. And of course, Nils Lundqvist, one of the more recent additions for the Dallas Stars team, acquired a week ago today via trade from the New York Rangers, is building a very strong case after the start of training camp to get a good chunk of minutes in five-on-five play as well as special teams, especially on the power play. Nils Lundqvist had, you know, to kind of get acquainted with everyone pretty quickly. Uh, if you remember listening to Friday's episode with Sam, it seems like he kind of got to Cedar Park at the last second just due to having to travel from Europe to New York to Dallas. And the, or at least to Texas. I think he was in Dallas and then had to make his way down to Cedar Park for camp. But he's just kind of had a crazy past few days, yet he still played really well alongside many of the defensemen that we already know on this team. He's going to be incredibly interesting to see how he's ready. And the more and more he plays on the ice, whether it's drills or scrimmages, and we'll see how he does tonight against the St. Louis Blues. It seems like he's making a very legitimate case to be a continuous rotational player in this star's defensive unit. Not 100% sure who's going to be in goal. Uh, we know that we have Ottinger, we have Wedgwood, and um, we also have Anton Hudobin, who, based on the some reports I've seen on him, seems to be looking pretty good, all things considered, through the early stretches of the preseason. Off to a good start while, you know, coming off this recent surgery that he had. He's getting up there in years, so either he could potentially have a chance to be a goalie on the actual NHL roster for this team uh, if he does really well. Or if the Stars aren't interested in his services on the NHL squad to start the season, perhaps that opens up the possibility of a trade. If another team sees Anton Hudobin has recovered well from his surgery and is playing at a high level in the preseason, it might spark the interest of some other clubs around the league. The Stars could potentially look to offload Anton Hudobin and his contract, and that makes things a lot easier in terms of getting Jason Robertson signed uh, as soon as as possible. So those are some of the storylines, some of the players to watch going into this game. If you're going to the game, enjoy it. Enjoy the sights and sounds of NHL hockey being back. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will start asking some burning questions about the Dallas Stars going into the 22-23 season. And we're going to start with Tyler Sagan. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add as we approach the fall and winter months where we aren't going to be getting as much sunlight. It's lifestyle-friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, this supports your sleep quality and recovery, as well as supporting your mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing you can do every single day that will help benefit your long-term gut health. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to take each day to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's keep things moving on this Monday episode of Lockdown Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. And if you listened at this time last year, many of you will remember that across several episodes throughout the preseason, we answered some burning questions or at least discussed some burning questions surrounding the Dallas Stars going into the season. And I'm sure many of you remember last year, the biggest question was the goalie situation, uh, because at that time, the goalie situation looked much different than it does now. Brayden Holtby had just been added to the mix. Anton Hudobin was still expected to be a traditional starting caliber goalie in the NHL. Ben Bishop was expected to come back at some point in the season. And then, of course, you also had Jake Ottinger, who at this time last year was really expected to be the starting AHL goalie for almost the entire duration of the season. Of course, that worked out really different. We also explored Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, and Rope Hintz, if they would be able to recreate the magic that they had formed a couple seasons ago on that top line. The answer was yes, and then some, so on and so forth. We answered a plethora of burning questions, and I want to do that again because now there's a lot of other questions facing this Stars team as we begin to embark on a new journey that is this new season. And the first one that really comes to my mind, and I'm sure many of yours as well, and I know it has because we've talked about it plenty of times throughout the summer, is that of Tyler Sagan. And can Sagan make a full comeback to being the player that he once was? Uh, And maybe not necessarily in youth or speed because he is over 30 years old now, but can he come back to being an efficient player score for the Dallas Stars like he once was back in the mid 2010s because it's really no secret that Tyler Sagan has been underperforming over the past two to three seasons especially with how much money he's making he and Jamie Benn like we've said combined for about 25 percent of the Dallas Stars cap space and really you know I think that more of the disappointment is on Tyler Sagan just because of the score that he once was Jamie Benn certainly deserves some of that attention and I guess if you want to call it blame as well but we're here today to just talk about Tyler Sagan because he is a little bit younger uh, than Jamie Benn, so I think there is this expectation that we can see Tyler Sagan reach some really great heights once again uh, in here in the middle of his career. And, you know, despite battling through injuries, Tyler Sagan, uh, I mean, you can say all you want, but he does continue to battle and fight for this team. I mean, he was even playing in the Calgary series, I believe, with a fractured foot, some sort of injury, um, and that probably on top of, of a ton of other bumps and bruises, uh, continuing to go all out and give it his all for this team night in and night out. And so he comes into this season now really seemingly fully rested. I mean, this seems like one of the more normal off seasons we've had where things ended at a normal time and Tyler Sagan gets even a little bit more rest than a lot of the other teams that made the playoffs with the stars being eliminated early. So he's had plenty of time to rest, recover, recharge, reset. He's also recently married. And so I imagine that there's a lot of mental morale and happiness going on in his life, which maybe plays in a little bit to his profession at practice as well as on the ice during games and he like everybody else on this team including the coaches ready for a fresh start with a lot of new faces in the building so as Tyler Sagan gets older 
uh, you know, you start to say, okay, well, he's never going to be the player that he once was. There's no way uh, being, you know, on the other side of 30 that he can score a ton of goals or play at a high level. And that's just not true. I mean, you look around this league, there's guys that are playing that have been around this league for a long time and some of them near the end of their careers who are coming off some of the best seasons of their entire careers. And you look at Sagan's teammate, Joe Pavelski, in his late 30s, about to turn 40 years old, uh, 15 plus years in the National Hockey League, just had a career high in goals, assists, and points. One of the best players on the Stars last season, leading the team and scoring. And even if you want to go to a guy that is around the same age as Tyler Sagan, you look at Nazem Kadri, the newest member of the Calgary Flames. He's 31 years old, and he just posted some of the best numbers of his career with the Colorado Avalanche last season. And of course... You know, you have to factor in, you know, the, the teammates that he plays with, the coaching staff, the amount of injuries that you're dealing with, the wear and tear on your bodies. But I mean, even just those two guys, and there's plenty of others I could talk about, are living testaments that even though you age in the NHL and even though you maybe get battered and bruised, you can still have ways and still find ways to produce for your team at a high level. Uh, Dallas Stars staff writer Mike Heike recently wrote a piece on Tyler Sagan where he uh, and really also coach Peter DeBoer expressed the need and desire for Tyler Sagan to have a monumental season this year. I mean, the team desperately needs Tyler Sagan to be producing at a consistent level if this team wants to you know, record any sort of success uh, throughout the duration of this campaign. And, you know, Heike even referenced some other players across the Central Division who saw recent spikes in numbers after some really down years, maybe some historically down years for these respective players. Uh, the two examples he used were Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson of the Nashville Predators. You look at Duchesne's numbers in the 2020-2021 season, Duchesne had 13 points in 34 games. But then this past season, he had 86 points in 78 games. And Johansson, very similar. He had 22 points in 48 games played in 2020-2021. And then in 21-22, Johansson had 63 points and 79 games. Hopefully we can see Tyler Sagan be a little bit more in the Duchesne category where he's over a point per game kind of player. Uh, and that, I mean, those guys, as well as Pavelski, Kadri, prove that, I mean, you can be down in the NHL. You can have down years. You can have bad stretches, but you're never 100% out of the fight. And if Tyler Sagan's willingness to battle injuries and battle this adversity is any indication, I imagine that he's going to be, you know, working in order to give us that uptick in numbers. And, and there's a good chance that he's going to maybe be playing alongside some new line mates. Like I mentioned, some new faces, a part of the stars organization. And with the new coaching staff comes the possibility that we might not see some of the same lines that we saw this past season. It's going to take a ton of work and a ton of fiddling and seeing who belongs where, but you know, Tyler Sagan is certainly seemingly set up to have a nice big bounce back campaign for the Dallas stars. And there were times throughout training camp you talk about the change of the lines potentially. There were a lot of times throughout camp where Tyler Sagan was paired up with Jacob Peterson and Joe Pavelski on the wings with Tyler Sagan playing that sentiment role. That is a position that I absolutely love for him. Uh, we're actually going to take another quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about why that trio could be really effective for the Dallas Stars. Now, I know a line of Peterson, second Pavelski, does sound really new because, of course, we did see Joe Pavelski on that top line with Rope Hintz typically playing center and Jason Robertson playing the opposite wing of Joe Pavelski. And then we also saw Jacob Peterson playing a lot of bottom six minutes while Tyler Sagan was usually the center on that second line for the Stars. But I think Sagan and Pavelski 
just those two alone. We'll get to Peterson in a second. I think that they could both be a great mix because as good as a goal scorer as Joe Pavelski has been recently, especially last season, he really knows how to set up the guys he plays with. And I think that that's one of the best parts of his game is his playmaking ability. He's obviously a threat anywhere offensively. He can score in front of the net. He can take a nice shot from distance. But at the end of the day, I think one of the things that he does really well, especially as he's aged in his NHL career, is finding ways to set up his teammates for success. I mean, there's a reason that Jason Robertson was a 40-goal scorer, and Rope Hintz wasn't too far behind having his best scoring season as well. It's because they were sharing a plethora of minutes with the unselfish and very intelligent Joe Pavelski looking to move the puck to them in order to set them up for the best chances possible. And Tyler Sagan, similar to a guy like Jason Robertson, is first and foremost a scorer. He needs players like Joe Pavelski that can feed him the puck and put him in good positions to score. And like I said, Pavelski historically has done that with excellence, not just here in Dallas over the past handful of seasons, but he did it while he was a San Jose Shark as well, making guys like Joe Thornton look really good uh, and plenty of other Sharks players on on those teams back in the mid-2010s were the beneficiary of the unselfish play and the incredible hockey IQ of Joe Pavelski. But it's not just him. On the other side, you have a guy that is maybe a younger version of Joe Pavelski or a guy that at his best later on in his career could resemble what we've seen from Pavelski over the past decade or so. Jacob Peterson playing the other wing position on this potential line. A very young player, but a guy who came in last season and really kind of took the Dallas Stars by storm with how well he played despite his age. He can, similar to Joe Pavelski, score goals. We've seen him score at an efficient level. We've seen him provide some nice secondary scoring in a bottom six role. But I think similar to Pavelski, one of the nice parts of his game is really just how smart he is, which isn't always very common with young players like Peterson. He's smart, but he's also got a good mixture of speed and vision that I think make for a great threat to be playing opposite side Joe Pavelski. But again, looking to feed Tyler Sagan, who if that line were to exist at any point during the season, the goal would be to try to get Tyler Sagan to score the puck because, again, he is first and foremost a goal scorer. And I know last season and really over the past several years, we've seen Ben and Sagan playing together on the same line. They really just have almost seemed like an inseparable duo at many different moments. And I think they'll forever be remembered playing alongside each other and the damage that they did, the fear that they struck into the heart of their enemies in the mid 2010s. But I think it may be time for them to fully become separated on the ice just because I think their games are going to have to take different pathways for them to be successful. We obviously want to see Jamie Ben find some success scoring, and I think he might be mixed with some good players that can help set him up for that as well. But I think if Sagan can play alongside some guys that aren't necessarily as focused on being the physical enforcer type like Jamie Ben has been over the past handful of seasons, I think we can really see a nice uptick in production for Tyler Sagan, playing alongside two incredibly smart playmakers, but guys that also have the vision and the expertise to set up their teammates for excellent scoring opportunities. And that's really all you need. I mean, it's not always a guarantee that they're going to score every time that they try to get something set up. But with, you know, Pavelski and Sagan's veteran experience and expertise mixed with, you know, Peterson, who now has several NHL games under his belt, I think that that could potentially be an underrated and very slept on Dallas Stars line if we see it. Of course, once Jason Robertson finally comes back, things could look different. We could see the top line of hence Pavelski Robertson stay intact, or we could still things see things get shaken up by Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Let me know in the comments down below what you think of that line of Peterson, Sagan, and Pavelski. Do you think it could be effective? Do you think Tyler Sagan would be better off playing with different people in the lineup like Jamie Benn or Dennis Gurionov? 
What are your thoughts overall on Tyler Sagan and the expectations for him going into the season? Let me know in the comments down below if you are watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for tuning in and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Remember, if you're new here, to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. You can leave us a five-star rating and or review if you like the show. Help it reach new audiences. You can also find us on social media, Locked on Stars on Twitter and Instagram, and my personal Twitter account, at Dane double underscore Lewis, but be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be answering some more burning questions surrounding the stars team going into the 2022, 2023 season. Thank you guys so much again for listening and we'll see you back here tomorrow.